0: The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code
1: WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. From an effort standpoint. So what he brings on as a headache. And they've gone to bat for him. And there he is standing up on Friday. And he's calling out the coaches. Look, the coaches deserve a lot of flack. Don't get me wrong. Both can be true. I called out. Uh, Luke Etsy on the pregame show as well. Matt Eberflus isn't long for this job. But you can't be protected by those same coaches for weeks and weeks and weeks. They protect you. And then all of a sudden, you stand at your locker and you sell out the coaches. They've been protecting you for weeks. yeah, And now all of a sudden, you're going out and you're calling them out? that's a double standard right there this is WMVP AM 1000 Chicago it's ESPN 1000 and WSHE HD2 Chicago ESPN 1000 and uh, we are uninterrupted right now so that's the latest with Claypool it doesn't seem like he's going to be a bear anymore what's the benefit is he a difference maker No. You've seen any difference making
0: contributions?
1: He's not a contributor. Right. Forget about a difference maker. He's not a contributor.
0: Their offense will run more smoothly, and again, I get it. The Kansas City Chiefs defense is significantly better, as is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, significantly better than what the Denver Broncos field. But with that said, the offense runs smoother, in my opinion, with Darnell Mooney as your second option in Equinamia St. Brown or Tyler Scott or whoever else it is filling in for the third or fourth role. Yeah. Like, I just think that your
1: offense functions better that way. Yeah. And it's not all Chase Claypool's fault. Ryan Poles is going to have to answer for this. He gave up the 32nd overall pick. And in a matter of uh, not even a year, it went from uh, the 32nd overall pick to him being maybe worthless on the trade market. Um, And and. What is going to happen uh, with polls here by the end of the year? It's worth a deeper discussion later in the week. Uh, The Bears are playing again on Thursday against the Washington Commanders on Thursday night football. Uh, Tevin Jenkins did return to practice today, was a full participant. So that is a bit of good news right there. The Bears now have a 14-game losing streak. Uh, They are 0-4 on the season. It was uh, tying Uh, The biggest blown lead in franchise history of 21 points. So there are lots of things going wrong for the Bears. Want to continue to take your phone calls? And then what do you think about them not kicking the field goal? Something that Waddle and I debated. Uh, Both of of us, we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Waddle liked the aggressive nature. I did not. I would have taken the points. I don't like what they do on fourth and short. Uh, Neither of us are like gung-ho 100% on it. But it's the way that we both felt.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not going to yell at you if you thought the right thing to do was to kick the field goal and play defense. The sad reality with this franchise and this team at the moment, there aren't a lot of good
1: options when you have these strategic
0: conversations. Right, right.
1: There's 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 lots of uh, do not pass go. A lot of gray area go, go here. Go to jail. Yeah. Ray. There's, there's Don't not two hundred dollars. There's not a lot of good Not a lot of good options, so to speak. Uh, John in Oakbrook, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Johnny?
2: Hey, thanks for taking the call. Uh, you know, i got to say, what's particularly frustrating about this season, you know, I was all in for the tank last year, but I actually still think that Justin Fields can be the guy. And unfortunately, he's had arguably the worst coaching staff in NFL history helping him along. But I don't think you can argue that he hasn't shown the physical tools to suggest that he absolutely could be the guy. And I, I think we need to de- dedicate the rest of the year to getting a, a competent adult who can run the offense and give Justin Fields a chance to see if we can win six or seven or eight games with him as our quarterback. Because, like, I, I don't know, are you really sold that much more on Caleb Williams than you
1: are? Well, he's a generational um, prospect, though. That's the. the uh, let me back up, though, John. Let me ask you about something. You, who do you believe you can get in here now and then you're going to ask him to learn another new offense in a matter of days? You promise you won't laugh at me? No.
2: Okay. I'm not promising <laughs> Jeff anything. <laughs> okay. well, Jeff Fisher was a guy that came to mind. Just, and I'm, I'm not saying he's a long-term answer. Obviously he's not. But, but Fisher's a defensive coach. Right, I know. But he, he's an adult that knows the NFL. That, that can bring in a competent offensive. I I I think he's a leader of a program more than he is. Uh, he's a, an example. Yeah. No. Listen. <laughs> we're, saying, not, we're not I, trying I'm, I'm, to. I'm
0: just, we're not trying to give you hell, John. It's just like you can't change offenses in the fifth week of the season. You just can't. Like, I think one of the benefits that there are the the proposed benefits leading into the season was, was that your young quarterback was going to be in the same offense with the same jargon and the same verbiage for the second consecutive year. Like, I mean, there you had to learn the Nagy offense after being in college and then after the Nagy offense, then you learned the Getzee offense. Like, it was a benefit, in my opinion, to be in the same system for consecutive years. You can't then ask him to start a new system
2: five can, weeks in. Can I, can, I, can I ask a question? Sure. What if, if, if what percentage would you say this is coaching versus Justin
3: Fields,
0: uh, the lack of development? Ooh, uh, it's hard to put a I, – I, I don't absolve either of them. I think that it is a combo package here. Um, I don't think that the, the offense has done enough to, to take advantage of some of the things he does do well. But some of the things he doesn't do well are not related to the coaching inefficiencies, and they're things that have at times been –
1: Evident for quite some time. They didn't just pop up this year. The only thing I would say is maybe this is the spark offensively that they've needed in this last game. I know it's Denver. I know they just gave up 70. Let's see if they could string a couple of games Absolutely. together. Listen, this is maybe a great opportunity. to Getsy figured something out. Well,
0: maybe, you know, right. we always say this. You said it about Claypool. You said it about other people. Change our mind. Change you, the narrative yeah. by going out there and being able to stack several good games together. But until you do it for four straight quarters or at the very least you save
1: your best for the final moments, there's always going to be doubt and speculation. Well, like the timing of saying get in a new offensive coordinator at this point, coming off of his best offensive game, I think is a little odd. Right. Like like let's see, like maybe you could string a couple together with him and Getsy working together. Maybe maybe justin standing up and saying something is is something that will Will at least for the rest of this year be beneficial for Justin? Look at the end of the
0: day, regardless of what plays are being called, his accuracy yesterday was Was, all him. Yes, yes, that's great. And
1: his lack of accuracy
0: in other moments is all him. So, like when it comes to the performance, you have to acknowledge what is directly related to the player and what could possibly be related to the coach. Yesterday, I don't care what plays you were calling. He was as accurate as any quarterback in the National Football League for the first 45 minutes of that game.
1: Matt Downtown, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Matt? Two things. One,
4: you know, the names that I did not hear during the entire broadcast yesterday, or if I did, I barely heard them. You didn't hear Edmonds and you didn't hear Edwards, our two free agent linebackers at all. Those names were not called on tackles, on making plays. On doing anything, man. At least Roquan Smith, you heard his name all the doggone time when he was out there. That's one. I think I've heard uh, Sam Born or what, what the other linebacker's name. I heard his name a couple of times. Uh, two, uh, when you talk about what coach could you bring in and and and, and, uh, and, and probably address uh, Justin Fields, name that uh, I think we all know as a quarterback guy, offensive guy. Well, I don't know his first name, but he used to be with Tony Dungy, and then he coached the Lions, Caldwell.
0: Yeah, again, the, the Matt, my, my, my problem is, is you can't bring a guy in in the fifth week or the sixth week of the season and then expect your quarterback and all of the other offensive players to somehow learn a new system. It's just not, it, it, it it's not realistic. Uh, going back to Edwards and Edmonds, are, are they were both your leading tacklers yesterday. I believe, uh, Edwards was also credited with two quarterback hits. They've been your leading tacklers, both of them through the course of the four, first four games of the season. But you're right. Neither one of them has a sack. Neither one of like them a, has an interception. They're not
1: impact plays. They're like, not, not right
0: tackles. now. I mean, and again, we We talked about this a little bit as the season began, that they were going to find life in Chicago not nearly as fun and as exciting as, as Philadelphia and Buffalo because both of those teams – have difference makers on the defensive line, so their lives are going to be different
1: here. I, 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 even felt like even at the end of the season last year, with a less talented defense, that they played better. Even when they got rid of some of those guys, like a Jacks, like when Jackson played plays, well last yeah, year, like I felt like his impact was more than than what we're seeing now with a more talented Look, defense. It's, it's Am I
0: crazy? No, I think it's I think it's fair. I think that Sanborn. I believe showed up more last year when he was their starting, you know, there, there, you know? Yeah. I think he had, he showed up more last year. It felt like than either of the two guys have shown up so far this year. I can think of one play that Tremaine Edmonds made behind the line of scrimmage. I know there's probably several others, but one that really sticks out, I believe he made against green Bay in the opening game of the season, but there aren't a lot of signature plays from either. Nick
1: and Addison, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Nick?
5: Hey, how's it going, guys? Big fan of the show. Appreciate it. Um, I thought, okay, they should have gone for the uh, points, for the seven points, because the defense just couldn't stop Denver in the second half. If we had a better defense, if our defense was playing better, yeah, take the points. But in that case, I do you put the ball back in Russell Wilson's hands. He was hot at that moment. He's probably going to score again another touch. I know he didn't. He had a field goal, but at that point, They were like, well, we don't really have to get the touchdown. We could win it with the field goal. And then another point, I don't think you can get another coach right now. You just have to ride it out. And I think at the end of the season, you just got to cut bait with everyone. Poles, uh, Eberflus, uh, Getzey, and probably even Fields if we have a high enough pick and just start over prepare now for a new regime who can come in and make the right picks to try to get this franchise back on track because just too many regimes have come in and just have screwed it up we get high picks we get all these high drafted quarterbacks and they get screwed up prepare now find the guys now don't That's try right. to don't try to just stamp pat with these guys because i don't i don't give them another chance posed he completely destroyed our defense i mean i know there were some high-priced Guys on our on our defense, and he let him go. But we had a pretty decent defense before he came in and gutted it, and said, "Let me build it in my image." I just, I don't know. I I wouldn't trust him to to rebuild the team. I'm if it was me, I'm planning now to bring in a new regime and try to and try to kickstart us, especially if we get that first and second pick or and anywhere in the you know one in ten or at two picks in the top ten. I mean that you could do a lot of damage with those. So.
0: Well, I remind you, I mean, look, the the defense was bad last year. It's not just this year. They gave up 376 yards and 27 points per game last year. Um, I think you're going to see some, and I hate to, you know, like... You're going to see some improvement, in my opinion, across the board when Tevin Jenkins comes back. And you kick Cody White here back to center. And you get Braxton Jones back. You're going to get, at some point, you're going to get Kyler Gordon back. You're going to get Eddie Jackson back. You're going to get Jalen Johnson back. Like, there will be some progress when you get some of your guys back. How much progress? Well, that I can't guarantee. Right, right.
1: I don't, and look, all bets are off. I mean, I... I, I, like if they say at the end of the year I don't know if they will but if if they say that we're going to go and clean house and let our new team president find both again I'm I'm fine with doing that it That would be week. the
0: first time that that had been done where the correct order of hiring would have taken place since what? Jerry Venisi or uh, uh, Jim Finks, right? Or would he go yeah, back even further than that? I don't know if
1: ever did that. Like, I don't. Did Venisi ever go out and hire his own guys? Like, I think he was let go before yeah, that. Yeah, probably so. Because Ditka was here. It so, was, uh, uh, and then McCaskey was running. M- McCaskey took over for Venisi. So, I don't think it's ever truly, really been done that way with the Bears since probably and and, and has hired ditka right
0: look i all i can I, all i really feel confident about is is if the current trend of lack of success because there's been none and chaos because there's been a lot if that trend continues you're looking at massive turnover heading into the next season who will stay and who will go i don't know but i do know that there will be significant turnover and i Look, Kevin Warren was hired in, what, April? It's kind of hard for him to kind of flip the table now. But I can guarantee you this all isn't sitting well with him. And he doesn't want this on his resume either. Mm -hmm. He wants to see a football program. He's the president of the Chicago Bears. Right now, let's just be honest with each other. They're pretty much the laughingstock of the NFL at the moment, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Record-wise, lack of success you you know unfortunately your office, or your defensive coordinator has been you know has resigned you
1: think about your, everything your, your, in a
0: month your your wide receiver has had to be told to go home you know this yeah. is not a it's not a good
1: situation they, right they now have sent
0: and they, by the way you're they have losing they sent their dc and their wide receiver home and you lost to the green bay packers in the opening game of the season when everything was supposed to be flipped over and turned and headed in a different direction they were the youngest team in the National Football League with a quarterback that had made one previous start. And this is your rival
1: that had beaten you eight in a row in 13 of 14. And they keep telling us they're close. Like no one wants to hear that when you've lost this many games in
0: a row. Then you went to KC two weeks later and you were down 34 nothing at the half, 41-zip after three periods. I get it. They're a great football team. But that's, that's not good. And then you come home and the NFL universe tells you what they think of you. The Denver Broncos, who got beat seventy to twenty, were three and a half point favorites in your building. Now you came out for three three quarters and you showed tremendous improvement. And you put it on them. It's not a hockey game, though. Exactly. It's not only three periods. There's four. There's four quarters. And at the end of the game, they outscored you seventeen to nothing in the fourth quarter, and you lost to the Denver Broncos. Another embarrassing loss. You're now zero and four. So like none of this is sitting well up at Hallis Hall. And so in we, Kevin Warren's so off. I can't go out, imagine.
1: Like Harbaugh's been the talk. If you go out and try and get Harbaugh, does Harbaugh want to uh, inherit a general manager? I have no or idea. Does he need his own? And my like, guess is why anybody, go, anybody,
0: anybody that's got some sway and some 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 sugar would always want to bring their own people in.
1: But I could also argue the other side that. Ryan Poles didn't get to hire his coach. Ryan Poles didn't get to draft his own quarterback. Ryan Poles set the team up with the Carolina pick in DJ Moore. It takes time to, to, to flip does. a roster. I mean
0: look, I I, but, I have less of a long term evaluation or have come to conclusions about him than others. yeah. And and I think that um I think that there's at this particular time I think he will
1: be given the, the benefit of the doubt. Matt Naniak, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Matty? Hey, what's going on, guys? You tell hey, us. Que- or
6: question for you guys. How do you think the season will look different if the offense looked like it did the whole year? Like if it looked like the same it did the first quarter or the first half last game, yesterday's game. If it looked like that the whole year? you think the narrative, narratives would obviously be a little bit different? Well, because yes, because of? the quarterback
0: was like a perfect. He was sixteen or seventeen or whatever it was, and they made no mistake.
1: Like if yeah, they, they played, came out that way against the Packers, yeah, oh my think, God, yeah, we'd all be high fiving each other, even being zero four. Well, would they be zero and four if the offense looked that way from the start?
6: Yeah, no. I, I don't know. That's that's what I was asking. I I would be happy. That's that's pretty much this whole season I thought the offense would be pretty similar to what it looked like yesterday in the beginning of the game. You know, look a little bit better, adding DJ Moore, a couple other pieces. Maybe we won't have the wins like we need to or want to, but the offense looks obviously way better than it has been and you know, we wouldn't be talking about firing the coaching staff or wouldn't be questioning if Fields is the franchise quarterback if it's looked like if it looked like it did yesterday, you know?
1: It's like why it, to to it, 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 it's why it's a great Thanks, it's a great thing to look for in this next game is will this continue? Yes, will, will they be able to continue the success that they had in the first three quarters in in a game in just four days? Right, because Rivera's right now team?
0: what's what what's on the front of everyone's brain is a brilliant performance for forty five minutes and then a a pretty much a collapse collectively in the last fifteen minutes on top of three games of complete ineptitude from everybody involved. So who are you? Are you the team that spent the first three quarters of yesterday's game, albeit against the Denver defense, but showing everybody that you have the capability of making big plays? Or are you the team that was so inept against the Kansas City Chiefs that you were down 41 another and a half, and despite the fact that you were playing in garbage time most of the time, you threw for less than 100 yards? Yeah. Like, that's, there's You've got plenty of time to change the narrative, all of you. Everyone up at Hallis Hall does. Can you build on what you, you actually showed us in the first three quarters? Can you do some of that Thursday in Washington? That's a huge question. Big
1: Mike in Crown Point. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Big Mike?
0: Uh,
4: so, real quick, I was at the game. And three the 300 section near the 50-yard line. And I saw the momentum leaving, I'll say at halftime. Everybody was excited, but I didn't see that killer instinct. And what I think the team needs is basically confidence. Justin looked amazing. He was confident in what he was doing. But then in the fourth, third and fourth, I didn't see the confidence that the coaches had in him to be him. See, I disagree so with that. I had that? this
0: conversation with Cap earlier today, too, because Cap's thought was they took the foot off the gas. I watched every snap twice of the second half of this game. The play calling was exactly the same. Player error in the fourth quarter made it look like they took their foot off the gas. They committed two turnovers, which had nothing to do with play calling, other than if you want to say that on the bootleg you got to stop having him turn his back, if you right. want to make that... They, the the interceptions not a play calling error anyway. I didn't see any of that, and and they came out with their first drive of the third quarter, and they went fifteen plays and eighty some yards or seventy some yards in a touchdown.
4: Like okay, so so let me uh, to the, the play call. I'll point to the energy, the energy in the building, the energy and on the team, it was not to the point where. They were just going to kill them. It was like, oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. And you could see the tide turning. You did. It was, the energy was in the building. Everybody was scared. And the lack of, it was just, it was a lack of confidence. Not in being aggressive, but it was, they just weren't confident. I don't think they were confident. I think it was fake confidence.
1: I think it was fake
0: confidence. Well, I wasn't Hopefully in the building, anything. so I couldn't speak to it. You were there, yeah. Did you... I, I, I,
1: I thought that I thought everyone was pretty confident. I, I mean, I, when I,
0: you come out in the, th- you get a stop to start the third quarter, right? Three and out. The Broncos go three and out to start the third quarter. Yeah, you take a and twenty-one you...
1: point lead late in the
0: third, and right? And you took the ball fifteen plays and How however much? many yards in nine minutes That's and twenty-six what seconds. What was
1: it? Four minutes left in the third when they took the lead? When they took a, th- a three touchdown lead? Yes. Like, yeah, you had the ball
0: for, yes, you had the ball for nine, over nine minutes in your first drive in the third quarter and took it down the field in 15 plays. The party you, was on. You, you went up 28-7. to seven. Like, this is where, like, in the second half, you didn't take your foot off the gas. You know what happened in the fourth quarter? You made mistakes. The play, The game plan looked exactly the same. They made mistakes. There were four penalties. There were two turnovers. Tyler Scott's going out of bounds. With three minutes and eleven seconds in the clock, and you need to stay in bounds and, and, and keep the clock running. Guys made mistakes. They did not play a clean game in the fourth quarter, and that will get you beat in the NFL. That's why I'm saying I don't ignore the progress that was made in the first three quarters. It was it was fantastic, but real progress is made in the fourth quarter and crunch time when you need a to find a way to win. They weren't able to do it. They found a way to lose. Right? Yes, they That's did. That's what happened. You found a way to lose. So you could tell me whether or not you thought the energy that they, they no, didn't have I, energy. Like I thought they were riding high
1: well after into almost the third. Yeah, three quarters of, of football. Yeah. Three one two, three three two, three seven, seven, six. Uh, what did you make of uh, yesterday's game? The decision making, the coaching. We will hear uh, the Matt Eberflus stuff too. That made us laugh earlier today when he, he twisted himself up. Even some uh, websites are writing about the. I think he answered twenty questions today about Chase Claypool. Oh, that should have been nipped in the bud way earlier, and I, I don't blame the 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 media people for asking that. Like, get it? They're trying to get answers. But but again, that that needed to end earlier by, by Eberflus needed to shut down. That's that hilarious. Up. He literally played 20 questions about Chase Clay. There were 20 questions, yeah. And he lost. He he was the loser. 312 332 That's 15 in a row for him. It's Waddle and Selvey. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago.
5: Was he not here today? Um, he was not here. the stable? No, he, he, he chose, chose to stable. No, he he chose. What are you asking? Is
7: he not at the stadium to like the other inactive players. I'm not sure. So it's his choice. We 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 are we told him that it was a choice. And he's, he's at home right
4: now. Chase Claypool was inactive for this game on Sunday. And he said on Friday, something along the lines of he feels like he could be utilized better in the offense. What does that say for the culture? You come on here every week and we talk about culture and how it's important for everyone to stay together. Does, does he seem like a culture fit to you based on his comments he had on Friday?
7: Yeah, I would just say this. I want to you know just correct the record on that. You know, at the podium uh, last uh, yesterday, you know, obviously after an emotional game, you know, I was not clear on what, on what, what transpired there. So, you know, we did, uh, you know, ask Chase uh, to stay home uh, during that time. We thought it was the best interest of the team. And, uh, you know, we always based our inactives based on meetings, based on practice, based on walkthroughs during the course of the week, and we made him inactive uh, for that point. But again, uh, I did we did tell him to stay home from the game, and uh, it, we thought it was the best interest of our football team.
1: That uh, was Captain Jay Hood with uh, Bears head coach Matt Eberflus, um, and then the press conference was from Sunday. He then uh, met the media today at Hallis Hall, and as awful announcing wrote about it, it's it's like an industry site for for broadcasters, and they even wrote it up that there were 20, 20 Chase Claypool questions. Twenty. I don't know why the coach allows, you
0: know, you don't need 20. And again, I said this a thousand times. I'm not, it's not a criticism of the the, the the reporters and the journalists. They're doing their jobs. But if you're the head coach of the team, aren't you, you know, you're answering yeah. maybe two questions and then you're stopping and
1: saying, this is a distraction. Right. Well, you, 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 you I'm you, not sure. You see this all the time with the, someone, someone also tweeted earlier that they could, they would sign up for a Waddle and Sylvie Beavis and Butthead style show where we just watch the Chicago coaches speak and we just sit and we giggle.
0: <laughs> As they you took how many questions about this situation up at Hallis Hall? Like that man's got more patience than I You know, I can not even imagine. No.
5: He, he, so what are you asking? What? what do you ask? That like, was from Saturday or then, Sunday, right? Yeah, that's, I'm uh, not sure.
0: Yeah, that's my... I mean, shouldn't today's conversation have been really short? I'm not sure. I am. You address it and you move on. You tell everybody this is a distraction. We got to get ready for a football game Thursday night in Washington. I'm not spending any more time on this. If you have any transactional questions, contact Ryan. He'll be in
1: charge of what happens with him. I'm not sure. 100-1 losses from the White Sox. My Cubs choked. And the Bears... Are zero and four collapse? The Cubs collapse. 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 I'll use that c word. Hmm. This. Uh, this. Uh, someone sent me this because uh, I've said, and a lot of people believe that Matt Eberflus was not a Polls hire because remember they were interviewing Eberflus before Polls was hired. Uh, my guy Jeff Hughes at the Bears blog wrote an article dating back to January twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. This was after Eberflus was hired. And this is interesting. Someone on Twitter sent me this saying, and, and he, he's, Jeff is, was very, very on top of this, was breaking a ton of stories in regards to this search. And he wrote this at the time. Ryan Poles has selected Matt Eberflus as the next head coach of the Chicago Bears. It was met as quite the surprise inside Hallis Hall where the hiring committee was equally split between the between Jim Caldwell, who was a Paulian George McCaskey selection, and Dan Quinn, who Ted and the rest of the committee was on. This was a polls and polls only hire. So I think that is interesting, like. Um, over the time, a lot of people have said, including us, that, ooh, maybe Polls didn't get to hire Eberflus. This was already an arranged marriage, but maybe this was Poles, as this was written, picking Eberflus, and maybe the others wanted someone else. So He may want to change uh, his tune about that, he, whose responsibility this was. Up in who Poles does? Yeah. That. <laughs> that, was, that was him. I'm uh,
0: stupid. I'm not sure. It's, just, it's, it's, it's so depressing that this is the first month of the season, and these are the conversations we're having again, as I said last week, when we were looking to be talking about significant improvement in any number of areas for the organization. And it, not only have they not improved over the course of the last month in most areas, they've
1: regressed. Yeah, uh, Philly said you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, said.
7: Hey, guys, I'm going to take the uh, the opposite approach on this one, and I know it's not going to be popular. I just thought it would be funny. But he basically went away from the word search version of Bill Belichick in saying nothing. Belichick says, what, 20 words in an eight-minute press conference? to saying 2,000 words in an eight-minute press conference, basically accomplishing the same thing. He said nothing, even though he said a bunch of words. So whether it was good, bad, indifferent, stupid, it doesn't really matter. He said nothing. He accomplished answering real questions about – why did you choose to go for it or not go for it? What happened on this play? He basically avoided the entire conversation about the game and made the whole conference about a player that's not even going to be here next week. So, yeah. but I have one more thing.
4: <sighs>
7: I would not. Someone made the comment earlier about uh, who was. I think it was Blake made the comment earlier on uh, Yurko uh, about dra- drafting both quarterbacks with the first and second pick, taking both Drake May and the kid out of USC. What I would do, honestly. If you're going to go quarterback, I would keep Fields. I would lock him up on his fifth year. He's $11 million on the cap, let uh, next year on the cap, dead cap wise. The fifth year, his dead cap money and his cap money are identical. at six. He's a backup quarterback at worst. It doesn't cost you a lot of money. And it gives him a couple more years to develop. And the kid that comes in, basically say, hey, both of you go out there. One of you is going to win the starting job versus just saying, well, we're going to have him next year pay him $11 million and draft a kid and have him sitting on the bench. Just keep him for two more years. It's cheaper that way than going out and paying some backup quarterback $9 million to carry a But what if you've come to the kid?
0: conclusion, Sid, that he can't take you where you want to go?
7: If you come to that conclusion, basically when year five is done, bye. What? No, 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 no,
0: you can't do that. I mean, why would I want to do that now? Why wouldn't I want to find a guy that I believe in more sooner rather than later?
7: Because Justin Fields can come in in a moment's notice if your star quarterback that you draft next year – Gets hurt in week six, and at least get you through the season. And the cost is not prohibitive. That's my point. If the cost isn't prohibitive, in year five of his contract, if you if you let him go, it cost you nothing, obviously, and you get nothing for him. Just like you got nothing for Mitch. Mitch went out and walked in free agency. You got nothing in return for him, unless you think you can find a trade partner. I say you lock him up. And a guy sitting on your bench, only counting for six million dollars, is back of quarterback in today's market. That's a bargain.
0: Well you better hope or think that he is capable of, of taking over and leading you where you want to go. I mean, this is a franchise that has lost how many four in a row this year and ten in a row coming yeah.
7: in. And, he, and maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I still think that he's probably not the guy. I think you probably are gonna go quarterback. I'm just looking at just from a pure dollar perspective. And oh by the way, if you're expecting him to look as good this week against Washington's defense on a short week, Washington can get at you we with the four. Can. Yeah. They can get at you with just rushing that front four. Del Rio's going to drop seven and confuse the hell out of Justin all night.
1: So he's not going to look anything like he did against Devers. Said thank you. Appreciate the phone call. Harding in Charlotte. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Harding? Right, what's
2: going on, gentlemen? Um, I have a question for you. So you're 0-4 right now, right? What has to happen
5: for Ryan Poles, assuming he's the one to make this decision, to say
2: I am going to skip the temptation of a Caleb Williams and a maybe even a, a Marvin Harrison situation and stay with Justin Field. like what happened this season
7: that solidifies that, or is it a foregone conclusion at this point?
0: I, I wouldn't say it's a foregone conclusion, Harding. I think that the 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 preponderance of evidence would lead them to yes, a change is inevitable. But like they're like we said earlier, there's 13 games left. I don't think that they're moving away from him if he has another couple of bad games. I think they're going to spend this entire year coming to that conclusion. You can't have any doubt in your
1: mind, good or bad, when this season's over. Well, is it, isn't, he, isn't Caleb Williams so good that if you end up with the number one pick, whether it's Carolina's or your own, don't you have to take him? You would think so. So I don't, like, is there anything other than becoming a superstar over the next 13 games that he can do? You then have to pick him?
0: And then what are you doing with him? You're keeping him if you pick him.
1: Yeah, right. of course. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You're, you're, Caleb, if you feel Caleb, that strongly about not, him. Caleb Williams is not Bryce Young. Caleb Williams no. is 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 Peyton Manning or Andrew Locke or Trevor Lawrence, yes. where he's a generational quarterback coming out of college. That's how that everybody is a feels. must draft that if you land at on number one, you do not trade him to another team, and you take him and you figure it out.
0: So to answer Harding's question, if in fact you are in position to take Caleb Williams with either your pick or or the Carolinas, Pan, Carolina Panthers pick. You're saying then that there is nothing he can do to move you off of
1: of Caleb Williams. You, like at the worst is you let Fields play for another year and you let Caleb Williams learn and sit If if Justin's that good, if you get him through Carolinas, that's at worst, right? You don't you don't move off of. That good. This is Chicago, where we haven't had one. If you and think if one he of the is that all-time yes. <clears throat> sc- scouted, co- you heard Joe Clout what he said about he has not scouted a quarterback who does all five facets of the game as well as Caleb Williams. You cannot pass of a, a, a generational player like that coming out of college.
0: Well, that's yes. I would say that that is a pretty that's a pretty well thought out and firm statement. If you have him graded in that manner, is that how you feel? Yeah. Like then you
1: like I you can't I, I, move off. That's what of what I'm saying. Yeah, right. it's like Connor Bedard. Like you 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 right. must draft. It's like one of those types of players, a generational player that you must draft. That you just don't you don't like Michael Jordan. Uh, let me give you an example. Okay, I'm not saying that Caleb Williams is Michael Jordan, but the Portland Trailblazers thought they had. They were good at shooting guard. They had Jim Paxson. They had Clyde Drexler. They were good. They needed a center, so they drafted Sam Bowie. They regretted it. Yeah. You, you, When Michael Jordan is staring you in the face, you draft Michael Jordan. You don't say we're good at this position. You right. draft the, yeah. the great generational talent coming out.
0: Well, we don't even have this conversation no. until we find our current quarterback goes out and wins a game because of his play. It's great to do some positive things, quarters one through three, but in crunch time, Mm -hmm. when they start to win games because of his play, then we can possibly venture into that. That conversation, mm-hmm. but you don't look at, you don't dismiss what happened in the first three quarters of yesterday's game. But you also don't dismiss the final fifteen minutes when you're looking at this thing
1: from a big picture focus. Yep, three one two three three two three seven seven six. Let's cross talk with uh, Black and Abdallah. They are out, and they have a. It's going to be a very interesting show. Eddie Jackson's going to join us. Uh, them, I should say, and they are out in Palatine at JL. Pizza and sports bar in Palatine. We will talk to them in crosstalk coming up next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Let's crosstalk talk uh, with Leck and Abdallah there, brought to you by Steinhoffels as we get back into a rhythm with uh, baseball done. The White Sox season over. Steinhoffels, the one I go to. Vernon Hills, the new one in Harwood Heights. Carmen likes the one in Downers Grove. Pick an Illinois location. You're going to love the selection of furniture they have. It is absolutely Awesome. So our Black and Abdallah was listening to them on my drive to Soldier Field. Very fun, very entertaining. Had the latest on Chase Claypool as that developed. And tonight they are at JL's Pizza and Sports Bar in Palatine. They start at 6. Eddie Jackson joins the guys at 7. What's up, boys? What's up, What's Sylvie? Up? And it's
3: all brought to you by Miller Lite tonight. So we're going to have some Miller Lite, and we're going to talk to Eddie Jackson. We're going to try and figure out what the age happened on the lakefront yesterday.
0: Ooh. Yeah, I may have some uh, Miller Lights at home trying to uh, calm myself this. down.
3: We, we're listening uh, on our drive out here, and Sylvie, what, what did you say that Eberflus is doing at the podium today? He was, he was. what was it, like slap and tickle? Or something? He was, he was slap playing and grab and ass. Grab playing, ass. Yeah. that's oh, it, that's oh, it, Abdallah. Grab we, ass. we were laughing so hard when you said <laughs> that, that, that. He was playing grab ass at the podium. That was hilarious.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I. Did you hear, uh, uh, Abdallah, that our buddy Connie Kowal, what he oh, summed yeah. up? I heard it. Connie. Connie's the man. Connie is the man. He's been, uh, he he is a well-traveled man. Yeah. Uh, I'm not calling him old. I'm just calling him well-traveled. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's Experience. Done, he's done everything in this business, in football, in soccer, in long-time baseball guy with the Cubs. And he, in his opening statement yesterday after they lost their 14th straight game, Eberflus said the word disappointing or disappointment once, or any word like that. He used the word "excellent" once. He said "good" ten times, and he said nice things twice.
8: And then, I mean, yeah. if he didn't help. I don't think he really helped anything today. No. With the, uh, no. I mean, with what he said to Cap and Jay Hood, and then no. the media just going. After him, yeah. for about eight minutes, about Chase Claypool, like it was just relentless. Why is he in the building? Is he going to be back? Is he, you know, what's the benefit of having him come back? Because Iberflus was still kind of, you know, hesitant to say that he wouldn't be back in a Bears uniform even after this week. But that is silly. I think we can all kind of assume he's. I don't know why you even
0: you you even use the energy to entertain more than one or two questions about the subject. <laughs> I really don't. Like, it, look you know what we're on a short week we haven't won a game in forever we're zero and four this year we've got a lot to clean up as coaches and players this conversation's a distraction i respect that you all have a job to do he's not going to be in the building if you want any transactual details that's ryan's job yeah. put in a question for him but we've got to push forward with the washington preparation and i'm not going to spend any more time with this. well
8: sylvie tell me if i'm wrong about this right like you covered the Bears for a number of years and covered press conferences for a number of years. There's a point where the media knows that this guy ain't it, and then they just they just keep going and don't and just are relentless and they just kind they of smell blood in the yeah, water. Yeah, they That's kind of smell it. Yeah, like they smell the chum <laughs> in the do. water and they they're do. just like. Oh, okay.
3: We've got the upper hand. You now. don't have an answer. Yeah, for like this. you,
8: like not even that. But here it's comes like, Weeder from like, this side. If this were to Chase happen, Jason Leisure
3: from the other, Courtney from over the top. <laughs> if this were to happen no, no.
8: in in Pittsburgh with Tomlin, oh, like he would, he, would he, would he would shut it down, and that yeah. would be the end of it. Because the media yeah. knows. Okay, well, th- you're Mike Tomlin. Well, I don't even. I don't. You've got the, the respect. Media. I
3: don't think Tomlin would get all mixed up. No, 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 with no, but what but he said one I'm day. I'm not blaming. I'm saying
8: this is good on the media for going. As, as long he as he's willing to tolerate this, the questions, you keep sure. asking them. But, but you kind of know at a certain point where, like it happened with Nagy, where he would kind of get tested and they're like, oh, no, we've got this guy. Like, we've got him right where we want him. <laughs> and then, like Chris said, everybody kind of piles in <laughs> like it's a Royal Rumble. It's great.
0: <laughs> this is such a poor waste of time for everybody <laughs> because Chase doesn't offer anything to this team that makes you better, right. in my humble opinion. So why would you ex- expand any energy with regard to this? we made a mistake, we're moving on now, we're going to coach the guys that are in our locker room right now, we're going to try to win a football game for the first time in a long time. I just don't know why you allow all of that oxygen to be consumed over a topic that, at the end of the day, isn't meaningful for the preparation to Washington.
3: I don't yeah, get I think, it. I think that's a good point, and I think it just goes back to this overall idea, like, does Eberflus have control over the messaging, and does do, do the players, are they following him? I mean, 0-4... Clearly on the field it's not working out, but it also with all this other side stuff going on spending so much time, and, you know, today eberflu 's saying that I'm the one that misspoke or, or didn't clarify, so he wanted them to release a statement. Like, it all just seems muddied. It all seems messy. And, you know, I'll tell you guys this, you know, Sylvia, I don't know how late you stayed at Soldier Field yesterday, but walking out of that stadium... Mm. With the masses of people, because like usually in this losing streak, the Bears have been out of it with six, seven minutes to go in the game, so people leave early. But in this situation, everyone walking out together, I'm telling you, they're losing the fan base right now because oh, really? people want to see a winner. And I think, and I'm going to speak for myself, we showed up yesterday. People were ready to support them to get on the winning way. You know, like, and, and I think with each game, a disappointing loss, bad coaching decisions. I mean, what are you doing not kicking the field goal there? That's, that's crazy. The fact that they had no faith in this is what bothers me. You essentially allowed Denver to not have to do anything to win the football game. Instead of at least putting it back on Denver to be like, you're the team that's trailing, drive the football field, and you have to get in position to kick a field goal to tie us, you just allowed them to take the ball from you because you missed the fourth fourth and short. And then essentially it was just easy, easy peasy, no big deal for Russell Wilson. They get the field goal, they get the win, and then it's on your quarterback who's proven nothing this year to have to pull something out of his behind. And you knew that that wasn't going to be the case. Like, the fact that you threw an interception at the end, that's no surprise to anyone.
1: Yeah. yeah like, I, I'm more with you. Like, you needed to score there. You needed, like, a basketball run. Yeah. You needed to end their run. You needed to take the lead again. Like, I like I felt like that's a move a better team does where they try to end a game. It's something that Kansas City does. It's something that... Uh, when Once the Bears get better, they can do. But at that time, the time and the place, the Bears needed to track uh, Cairo Santos out because they're not good at fourth and short either. They don't know what to run. what are they good ultimate. at defense? Well, I, mean, like, I know that, but they still have to defend no matter what. Well, right. when they don't and, and pick and up the mindset, fourth and short.
3: The mindset of if you're up three points, essentially to lose the game, Danger Wilson has to Ugh. go for a touchdown. You know what I mean? Like, at least make it a little bit more difficult on the Broncos. Instead, they just handed the game over. It, it was crazy. In the stands, everyone in our section was screaming to get uh, Take Santos the out there. To, to yeah. kick the, Take the, the three. points. Take, Take the th- points. Th- think it, about, was, it was nuts.
0: Think about this, though. The, the, we are so dismayed with our football team that what we want to do is actually put it on our defense right. to stop. Our defense can't stop a fart right now. And and the other option is you can end the game if you can gain 1 yard. So we're going to look at this scenario and say well we can't gain a yard because we never gain a yard so what we're going to do is we're going to kick the field goal and then turn it over to our defense to make a stop. And not only do they not have to take it into the end zone, all they have to do is really get it to the 40-yard line because their guy can kick 55-yarders, and they
1: could tie it and go to overtime. But like like you mentioned, they they committed four penalties in the fourth quarter. You could commit a penalty. There are so many mistakes that they make there that nothing is a given for this team except for a Cairo Santos field goal. So take the freaking lead. Don't get cute at this point. Uh, Reclaim the lead. And then take your chances with a defense that's no, not good. The first defense, the first. Take
0: a lead. I, I get it, but the first play the Broncos had after you got stopped was a 45 yard completion. Right, right. You know? right. So, so I mean, like, my point is. No, is, you're is, right. That, that, I that was think like, that, yeah. I don't personally, I don't, I don't believe I don't. there is a good decision. If this mm-hmm. was a team with there a better no defense, I'm with you. Kick the field goal and defend and have your defense defend. I get that. They hadn't stopped anybody.
3: I mean, Tyler Scott, don't run out of bounds. I think that that changes this conversation. Absolutely, because you 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 knock off another minute plus off the clock. I think it changes the idea. Like the fact that the the Broncos had over the two minute warning to to Mm -hmm. kind of do what they needed to do. Like this isn't a rookie quarterback. They they were more than okay. In that situation, they didn't make them uncomfortable. And I think that was that my was, one thing. That was bothersome. I was so upset that
8: they lost to Russell Wilson. Like I want, like I can't lose to that guy. You I can't like lose him. to the guy that's out there practicing high fives before the game. With like he's miming Let's high try. fives. Broncos like, That dude. I can't. I'm, I'm more upset with that than anything else. I was like surprised just the fact that, you, that
1: you, you guys said you saw a lot of Broncos fans, huh? Oh, was, yeah. oh, I would yeah. say it was 60/40 Broncos <laughs> fans. And yeah, really? totally. And in, that the, many? in the fourth quarter. Oh yeah. Was, wow. It fourth fourth quarter,
3: they were chanting go Broncos wow. when the Bears had the football. They Are you were sure making no Bears fans? No, because you you could see that because <laughs> the Broncos players, it was on the east side of the stadium, they were standing and they were waving towels and they were cheering yeah. at the fans and they were all responding to them. It it hmm. was there were a lot of Bronco fans there yesterday. You know
1: what I was uh, uh, meatheadishly very excited about on the looking at the Bears sideline. You know, was one of the most active Bears players uh, telling the crowd to get up and get into the game. Who? Nate Davis. Oh, nice. Nate okay. Davis! Right. Very yeah. active.
0: Very. From nice.
3: Nate, Nate Big Davis. Nate Davis. Nate Davis. I
0: think York said it today too. I think Nate Davis played well. Yes, yesterday. I, I noticed it. Something. I'm like.
1: Nate Davis, very into the game. I like this. It was good to see. Let's win a game instead
0: of critiquing their cheerleading.
1: Okay. All right. Baby Let's steps. More <laughs> points
3: than the opponents. Baby steps, Waddle. Hey, okay, That's yeah. fine. Small victories, Waddle. Come well, on. Okay. Waddle, unfortunately, the wins aren't coming, so we have to find something. But you know who is? Eddie, Eddie Jackson. going to come here. Yeah. He's going to yeah. be right here. Should be good.
1: Ask him. Can you please ask him if Eberflus ever gets mad at them? Yeah. Be, yeah. Well, listen. Yeah. I mean.
8: Sylvie, this is a guy that was coached by Nick Saban. You don't think right. he's been yelled at before? I mean, well, I'm like, going to ask him. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be like, "Hey, what's the biggest difference between Saban y- yes, and Matthew? Please." please. <laughs> yes, I
0: would <laughs> certainly hope that he he addresses the team differently than he talks to the media.
1: And don't forget, uh, Abdullah, that. Eberfluss's first college coach was Nick Saban. Oh, I know. I'm aware. Uh, of course you do. <laughs> I'm aware. I've got, listen, I think I'm, I might have I mean, more
8: Alabama questions for Eddie Jackson than Bears questions. We've got an hour here, and he's yeah. going to ask
3: him about Bama. Roll Tide. All right, All right
1: JL's Pizza. What in, are you going to do uh, next week then? In Palatine.
3: <laughs> Another game. Another uh-huh. Bama game. <laughs> Come see the boys, and
1: uh, Eddie Jackson will join them at 7 o'clock. Uh, Thanks to all the callers today. You can reach those guys at 312-332-3776. Thanks to Charlie Bevins and Jeff Meller. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie at ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Monday night.